The Bellarmine Forum presents Footnote Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Here's your host, Christopher Mannion. We're here today with Bill and Esther Williams. Uh, Bill is a member of the Sovereign Military and Hospitaller Order of St. John of Jerusalem, Rhodes, and of Malta. And his lovely wife, Esther, is from the Republic of Malta, the island of Malta. What a history that island has, and what a history the order has. So welcome the Williamses to Footnote. And let me start by asking you, Bill, about the history of the Order of Malta and how it got to Malta and uh, how you came on to the Order and started going to Malta yourself. Well, the history of the Order uh, stretches back to the Crusades, uh, to a period uh, when uh, uh, Blessed uh, Gerard was involved with the creation of the first hospital in uh, the Middle East in that area and uh, the uh, order really was a hospitaler order to start with. They took care of the pilgrims and uh, as uh, uh, the uh, period of the Crusades entered in more advanced stages and there were more attacks on pilgrims coming in and expansion of, uh, of the activities of the Crusaders and the, in, in that particular area they uh, became more of a military crusading order and uh, were considered to be on par with the Templars as far as fighting skills mm-hmm. now, they started the hospitals in the Middle East what we call today the Middle East but most of them were European were they all crusaders is that how they got there uh, yes, yes, they took care of uh, really the, the sick and ill uh, uh, pilgrims and uh, crusaders as well. Now the order lasted longer than the crusades. The crusades were over, the order continued to flourish. How did that happen? Well, really the last stand of the order uh, during the crusades were in Acre, uh, when I believe somewhere around 8 to 12 members were able to uh, uh, escape and um, from that point, I believe they went on to uh, uh, Rhodes. But uh, uh, their uh, strength had increased at that point to the, where they were catching a lot of the attention from the Ottoman Empire. And uh, they were eventually, uh, uh, I, I can't say they were defeated in Rhodes, but they were certainly, uh, they came to the point where they, they really really in, in, a, in a, not so much in a military sense, but uh, they had to leave Rhodes. And uh, the Ottomans uh, really cut a deal where they could simply leave. And it was one that uh, they uh, sorely regretted because uh, Philip II of Spain uh, uh, some years later gave them uh, Malta as their base in the Mediterranean. Uh, it was radically different from what they were used to. They were not particularly happy when they got there, but Malta's natural harbors were uh, a perfect fit for uh, the uh, Ottoman. I mean, for the for the for attacks on the Ottoman within the Mediterranean and the uh, small fleet that the order had. Now the order was keeping Europe safe 
from the Ottoman Empire with that outpost in Malta, weren't they? Well, certainly were. In fact, uh, from the time that they arrived in Malta, uh, they started uh, rebuilding the fortifications there. They knew that at some point the Ottoman Empire would show up, and uh, they had a 35-year period where they were Mm -hmm. able to reinforce the defenses. And the Battle of Lepanto uh, plays an important role in the history of the order. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Battle of Lepanto was about four to five years after the Great Siege of Malta. And uh, Lepanto was... uh, The order had four ships involved, uh, not not a great number, but uh, certainly uh, enough to catch the attention of the Ottomans. Uh, During the early parts of the battle, the order ships uh, hoisted their standards and... uh, uh, launched into the uh, uh, into the Ottoman lines, peeling off uh, somewhere to the point around 18 ships, chasing them down. Also created a hole in the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very sacrificial of what the order uh, would do, and uh, really the uh, only surviving member of the order was the admiral of the fleet who had been invited onto uh, uh, Don John's flagship mm-hmm. uh, just some hours before. What happened to the order after that, uh, when the uh, Battle of Lepanto was won? In between, that was uh, 16th century. They stayed on Malta all the way until Napoleon. Yeah, the order became quite a power in the Mediterranean, and uh, they continued their attacks on Ottoman shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, were involved in a number of uh, different military actions during that period. Uh, Malta flourished uh, as a uh, island country, uh, but also during that period as well, it the order gradually uh, uh, became less engaged in battles as the years went on, to the point that when uh, Napoleon uh, showed up. Uh, uh, there's always been a, a kind of a rumor that Napoleon had said that if the order had put up much of a defense of Malta, he might have gone around. But uh, at that time, they had their first uh, German Grand Master, and there was a rebellion among the French knights, which made up uh, 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 quite a large uh, portion of the order mm-hmm. at that time. And the uh, order was pretty much gave up Malta within about a 36-hour period. It's interesting that for hundreds of years, I mean, the Spanish finally expelled the Moors in 1492 after 700 years of being occupied. Uh, John Sobieski defeated the Ottoman Turk in the hills outside of Vienna in 1683. And Europe was under siege ever since 708 when Charles Martel defeated the Ottoman for the first time, uh, not the Ottoman, defeated the Moors uh, for the first time, uh, uh, saving Europe, the grandfather of Charlemagne. So the order and its 900-year history uh, is kind of parallel to the threats of Europe against Europe by various forces, first the Ottoman Turk, then Napoleon, and today, moving right along, the culture of relativism that Pope Benedict so roundly condemns 
And lo and behold, last month in February, Pope Benedict met with the Knights of Malta all day Sunday and on Monday announced his resignation from the papacy. And, of course, the usual suspects started complaining that the Knights of Malta had put him up to it (laughs) at Mass the day before. (laughs) I also heard that the Knights had worn him out because there was a number of series of meetings and Masses and uh, gatherings and over about a two-and-a-half-day period in Rome. There were 4,500 of us there. That's right. Unfortunately. That's that's a sizable group out of an international contingent of 13,000. It's a real compliment to his... Holiness that so many of us could go. Now, I would like to move towards the current situation in Malta. They've just had an election. Uh, Things do not look up for Malta, as with much of Europe. And um, I know that you go to Malta from time to time and that your dear bride knows a lot about Malta, and I'd like to do a program next time about the current situation in Malta, your visits to Malta, and what how Americans can get to know Malta better, which is, as I understand it, one of your real ministries. So uh, we'll get together with the Williamses next time. Thanks for joining us today. This is Christopher Mannion. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Footnote, Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Footnote is brought to you by the Bellarmine Forum. Copyright the Bellarmine Forum. All rights reserved.